Hello and welcome to the Parish Podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus, but the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy. And upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance? Or what woman, having 10 coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, rejoice with me because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then he said, a man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend its swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here am I, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall tell him, I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly Bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then 
Let us celebrate with a feast, because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of, his, one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf, because he has, because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast, to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother was dead and has come, has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I, I have a question to begin with. Which, to which one of the characters in today's uh, gospel did things not go so well? Who would you say? Think about that. To which of the characters of today's gospel did things not go well at all? What would the altar server say? I think I asked you at the schoolmaster. The answer is the fatted calf. <laughs> so I want to dedicate this homily to all my fellow sinners. Oh wait, that's everyone. <laughs> and what I want to share with you uh, is how the story of the prodigal son is the story of each one of us. More specifically, I want to point out how we all go through the same process which culminates in the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of confession, the sacrament, the sacrament of penance. It's the same sacrament. Like, like the prodigal son, we all make decisions that either bring us closer to God or distance us from God. The gospel says that the prodigal son set off for a, di for a distant country and that's the effect of sin in our lives, those decisions that we make that distance us from God. It creates distance between our soul, between, between God, between uh, distance from one another. While away in a distant country, the prodigal son squanders all his money. Same thing with us. When we are far from God, we give in to sinful things that we think will make us happy, but we realize it's a false happiness because true happiness is to be in the grace of God. The prodigal son eventually hits rock bottom 
and even the food of pigs starts to look good, he has fallen flat on his face and now starts to realize it. Hopefully, this happens to us as well. We come to realize how far we have wandered from God. We realize that the things we gave importance to are pig food. We look back at all the decisions we made that created more and more distance between us and God. And hopefully, this is the moment when we say, I need to go to confession. The prodigal son feels unworthy. He knows he's done wrong, and he doesn't pretend to be welcomed back with open arms by his father. He's willing to work as one of the father's hired servants. This is our moment of humility. This is the moment of repentance. And just like the son who goes back to his father's house, we go to confession. And just like the prodigal son is welcomed back by, by the father with open arms, we too are welcomed back by God the Father through, through the absolution of a priest. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard non-Catholics and even some Catholics say this, why do I need to go tell my sins to a priest? I can just go directly to God and ask for forgiveness. Well, the reason is, the reason we tell our sins to a priest is because we want to be faithful to the gospel. In John 20, 23, Jesus gives the power to forgive sins to the apostles by telling them, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The apostles passed on this power from Jesus to their successors and those successors to their successors, and so on, all the way to the present moment. And so how is a priest going to know what sins to forgive unless you, unless you tell him? Some might say, well, he can go find them all on my Facebook feed. But even the prodigal son went back to his father and face to face confessed his sin. I have sinned against heaven and against you. Anyway, the prodigal son looks inside himself looks outside himself and realizes how his decisions, his sins, have brought him nothing but misery. In our way of saying things, he made, we say he made an examination of conscience. He prepares the words he's going to tell his father, I have sinned against you, against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers and he goes to his father. And what does the father do? He's filled with compassion and runs to meet him and celebrates his return. And this should be our experience as well when we go to confession. Even if the priest scolds you, <laughs> heaven is rejoicing at your return. Now, <clears throat> there are some people who are like the older son, the one who refused to welcome his brother back He's like that lady who told a priest, Father, I'm never coming back to this parish again because it's full of hypocrites. And what did the priest respond? Yes, and there's always room for one more. But I guess some people forget 
that they're sinners too. And because of that, they're not able to have compassion. They're not able to welcome back those who have made mistakes, sometimes very public mistakes. We, when we recognize that we, can just, that we can be just as sinful as the next person, we have the same compassion toward each other, the same compassion the Father had. So if we feel like we are a little too self-righteous, I think you need to fall on your face a little more. <laughs> now, what is the connection between com confession, the sacrament of confession and the sacrament of the Eucharist, of communion? I explain it to children this way. First, I ask them what they had for breakfast, if I'm talking to them after breakfast. They'll say I had eggs and pancakes. And I say, well, when you ate those eggs and pancakes, you turned that food into yourself in the sense that it nourishes your cells, it helps you to keep growing, and it gives you energy. But when you consume the Eucharist, when you consume Jesus, you become pancakes and eggs for Jesus. He's the one who consumes you. He's the one who turns you into himself. And then I, I, I ask them, what if those eggs have been sitting there for days and are smelly and are rotten and even the pancakes are hard and stale? Do you think they'll be delicious? They'll say, no. I say, that's why we go to confession, because we want to be delicious in the mouth of Jesus when we consume him. And so, with that in mind, um, we want to be delicious in the mouth of Jesus. Um, my, my assistant, Sue, knows that when people call to make an appointment for confession, that she should give priority to that. We do have confessions here, Wednesdays from 6 to 8 p.m. and Saturdays from 8 to 10 a.m. But if that schedule doesn't fit, please feel free to, to make an appointment with me. St. Anthony of Padua, pray for us.